strangers. How long has it been? It's been a bit. It's been a little spotty. Um, we're sorry, but also we're here. Let's cherish the time that we do have. Okay. And mom. not, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's mostly no longer pride. Yes. And we have slept. There's been a lot of naps the past like week. Past like month. Welcome but to like- Fair Halftime. <laughs> My slightly better rested self is named Becca. I use she, they. That's a weird way to say that, but I'm going to do it anyway. I am just myself. Um, I'm Paige and I use they, them. <laughs> yeah. So pride, pretty wild month for queers in general but especially those of us who are professional queers professional queers um that's right baby we've made it to the big leagues <laughs> we get a paycheck um Amazing. it's a non-profit paycheck but it is a paycheck so it's almost over it's the end of june and we kind of wanted to do like a little bit of a pride month debrief like there's a couple things that always come up over the month that i wanted to have some context to um like you see things about like pride is a protest and no cops at pride and like Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people especially allies especially like younger allies um who don't really know the history or the context always get really confused um also there were just some wild choices by some pride organizers yep um i mentioned as page if they had heard about what happened with denver pride yeah no a little bit ago so it was kind of wild so there was like a trans resource like alley okay um and like right next to it was a free speech zone which take a moment think about what that could mean yes so basically they were allowing like anti-trans protesters like in through the gates into this like free speech zone and apparently there was no like violence or anything but you know it doesn't have to be outward violence to be scary and traumatizing especially for really young people absolutely yeah that's a wild wild choice yeah right yeah so that I feel like (sighs) that kind of goes with the whole like corporatization of pride and like about how like it's less organized i mean it's still organized by queer people but it's more controlled yeah like i mean yeah even we our biggest sponsor is a bank right um, which you know we have no money can't really be helped but (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah we do have a fundraiser going for a couple more days though um if you did want to donate to us it's an outlouds link tree on our instagram bio have thank you if you have yeah some of you are I mean, my goodness. Thank Big you. Spenders. Big spenders. <laughs> so yeah, Paige is now full-time because of that. Great. Um, yeah, I guess I've never like actually formally announced that on Queer. I don't think so. I think we said or, you were quitting YRAP. I think we said I was quitting I mean, your YRAP, other job. But that... Have we named it before? I don't, I don't know. Care. You don't work there anymore. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I think we mentioned that I had quit my other job, but not that I'm full-time. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, because my L was... We did one with my L. Oh, yeah, true. Maybe anyway, yes. Regardless, is now full time. I'm still full time. Woo! All right. Um, and we now we've mentioned that Kelsey's our ED, uh, yes. which is why <laughs> now that we have a more radical boss, I'm going to talk about cops. Ha-ha. Um, no, we've done that before. It's fine. I have threatened to radicalize Terry many times. I'm surprised um, it hasn't happened. I now. think I'm. I think I'm making. I'm making slow headway. 
I think so. I'm saying it's like it's like water eroding rocks. It's gonna take time. <laughs> it's gonna be very subtle. But soon there will be a fucking grand canyon of radicalization. Amazing. I'm here for it. We we've been very tired and edging on burnt out um this month. So it's a fun energy. I Slightly think. Slightly delusional. We're yeah, yeah we're it's, it's we're a little loopy. Um <laughs> but yeah, so Paige, why do people say no cops at Pride? Ooh, yeah. Why don't people say no cops at Pride? Um, <laughs> I I think it's just like the longstanding history um, of the kind of relationship between queer people and the police in history. Um, yeah. Not always historically the best, not only for marginalized groups of queer people, but for marginalized groups of all sorts. Um, and yeah. yeah. It's... Yeah, I mean, I feel like we have talked about it. We've dipped our toes in it in a number of episodes in the past. Like mm-hmm. we've talked about um, sort of the queer purges of yeah. the civil service, RCMP, military, um, how it was only really like homosexuality itself was only legalized like within like my parents' lifetimes. Like yeah. when they were, I think maybe like when my dad was one or something um like homosexuality was a like mental disorder until very very recently yeah um like it's all super recent and then you know you had stonewall which was sparked because of the actions of new york police um and it was kind of a bubbling over and then these trends have really continued like we saw in our lost episode that's only on youtube about the we have a lost Lost episode which is how i know we made it um (laughs) It was our first time, yeah, recording. We try, used to try a camcorder before I did Zoom. Oh, um, and the audio that. recording was garbage. So on the video, it's fine. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. Fun. Kelsey was also wildly uncomfortable with being on camera like that, which kind of plays through, and it's very funny. Oh god. Um, amazing. But it was about the Pisces bathhouse. Oh, uh, yes. here in Edmonton, our friend uh, Michael Fair. You know, we've had him on couple times he was one of the men arrested that night um and that kind of sparked his you know really sort of political career yeah um and being more of a public figure but then we saw operation soap in toronto also i believe in the 80s and that was i think he's still the largest mass arrest in canadian history yeah um not detainment because that would be like internment camps i think would outnumber that but yeah like (laughs) from a police action i think operation soap because i think it was three bathhouses in one night um about 300 people a little over hello excuse you oh Uh -oh. my phone's ringing but i'll call her back (laughs) so you glad you didn't shave your head what would you do without I know, your i can't little, i couldn't flip my your little poof my little poof <laughs> that still has glitter in it from pride prom because i don't wash my hair um yeah so there's yeah this whole history right and mm-hmm. then you know people are like oh well it's in the past but like it never it officially stopped yeah but in actuality like in practice it yeah. really hasn't um and then like you mentioned when you had other intersections like our siblings of color and our two-spirit siblings like that's a whole other you know extra layer and we want queer people of you know all varieties to feel safe at pride because that's really our space um and they can't really do that if they're worried about yeah 
you know, being harassed or worse. Or even honestly, just policed in general. Yeah. Honestly. Like just the surveillance. Yeah. Like I know, yeah. like we joke about even like even if you are like the most vanilla looking cishet white dude. Yeah. If you are driving and a cop drives past you, you're immediately like, what am I doing wrong? What illegal thing am I definitely doing? Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> Imagine living your identity yeah. in that fear. Like that every single time. But instead of being worried about being pulled over and getting a ticket, yeah, um, you're worried about, about your, your ticket getting punched in another way. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Yeah, that's the There's way no delicate it. way to say it. Yep. But it's, yeah, it's something that was never, there was never any real amends, never any real reconciliation. Like there have been statements here and there. Um, but like we just saw, I think, last summer with the Toronto police you know people have been saying for ages that there's a massive um you know issue with racism and they're like no 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 and then they did a study and they're like oh hey turns out they're actually yeah we are super racist in our policing um and there is a really wicked bias and everybody was like yeah we told you this yeah why is this a surprise to nobody but you so like it's an ongoing issue and it feeds into the whole pride is a protest right so that's where we get into the corporatization, the like having oil companies and banks and a freaking free speech zone. Like one person I saw that was at Denver really summed it up really well. That was like, it was easier to find the booth where I could win a Nissan than it was to find trans resources. Oh God. Like, and I think that really kind of speaks to, yeah, it's very much that rainbow capitalism. Mm-hmm the whole disappointed but not surprised yeah narrative <laughs> if any of our friends haven't heard of rainbow capitalism how would you honestly that's the first time i'm hearing the phrase oh really? i know exactly what you're i know exactly okay. what you're talking about i've yeah. just never heard it phrased like that before um but i mean i would say it is basically exactly what it sounds like uh it's corporate like corporate corporations there we go uh coming together to profit off of the existence of queer people yeah it's literally there was this cartoon i saw and it was like june 1st like yeah exactly kicked down the door give us your gay money yeah july Um, 1st it's just like and then july yeah but yeah it's it's that it's like (laughs) rainbow capitalism is like a less fun spirit halloween it shows up out of nowhere on june 1st and then by the 30th it's gone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not to be seen again until next year yes. um <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> but no it is and suddenly it's like you know we're selling rainbows and all of our our branding has rainbows in it and aren't we great allies and it's like okay but what about can the your other 11 months well and can your queer employees get benefits for their same gender partners like yeah you know, do your family benefits cover that? Do you even have family benefits, first off? Are but you like, how are you, or yeah. are you coming through with the Yeah, things? like, how are your people treated? Yeah. Um, It's also really funny, because, like, you get these stores selling, like, rainbow clothes and shit, but all the queer people I know, like, yeah, just wear all black. Um, right? Except for the couple that look like kindergarten art teachers. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sounds about right. Well, and I know, like, even my mom, when she yeah. was looking for 
pride stuff. My mom came straight to me and was like, hey, do you know of any small, like local, queer owned, like all of that kind of like businesses or companies that sell pride wear because she wanted to support support the community in that she was buying pride wear. Um, And I was like, kudos, mom, like, hell yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Um, And, you know, like it's, it's doing small things like that, like not buying, you know, the, I don't want to. The example I have thinking of is not one that I should use, Um, but (laughs) you know, like don't buy the, you know, Walmart pride shirts. Like, sure. If that's what you have to do to get yourself pride wear. Absolutely. But if, and when you have the opportunity to support, you know, like the small, the local, the queer owned, the, especially the queer owned. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Which are also generally small and local. And like, exactly. If you kind of all go hand in hand. Yeah, like Paige said, if you have the money. Obviously, you know, the Walmart shirts are like, what, 10 bucks? Exactly. Um, It's a little... I understand the affordability aspect. Yes. But if you have the means... If we can, we want to support, yeah, queer makers. Absolutely. And like, so we... A point of pride (laughs) for us is there was not a single cop at our event. Yay! Yay! (laughs) <laughs> we can celebrate about that now right i think so i, I think so. i think, I think so. we're good <laughs> and it's something we worked really hard on we got yeah. an amazing group of volunteers who are social workers um to be like a community safety team we put them in high vis vests so they had like de-escalation training and like non-violent, um, non-violent crisis. crisis intervention and first aid and all these things and was like okay if you're in trouble look for the people in high vis yeah um and we like yeah we have to submit an emergency plan with the city and it was basically like here is how we're going to deal with all of these things um yeah and I think it went really well I would say I so. so I think it. Went I mean like and I we were all pretty busy that day yeah. but I didn't even notice like undercover cars like driving by like I don't think we had any I didn't notice anything like that either so yeah. like not only did we knowingly had yeah. no cops of pride but like unknowingly yeah. there were also no cops of pride and like if so we do get a couple people who are you know who live in the community or who are parents of our kids who are police um and they just come like out of uniform as families like that's fine like those people get the yeah, assignment totally um like a lot of people were really uncomfortable last year when some showed up in uniform and were like handing out like rcmp rainbow pins um but like they were like shoving them into the hands of kids who clearly wanted nothing to do with them it was kind of really funny um like read the room (laughs) right just and even if you don't have the ability to read the room just like acknowledge the situation that oh yeah like you're putting people in you know like i and you know i'm not a cop so i can't speak to this but if I was a cop I wouldn't just like show up places where I know that a majority of the individuals who are there have likely been harmed or at least not helped by police like I just that's where I feel like we get the ones who have enough awareness to be like I'm gonna go with my kid or my you know yeah whatever like just in my jeans and t-shirt totally and like by that all means like it's just it's the difference of it's same with like marching in pride parades like there is always was it montreal last year i wouldn't the big i don't know there was one of the big ones had an issue yeah it was i think canceled and there was like a protest one i don't remember but it was the whole crux of it was cops marching in pride 
Right. Right. And I think what people don't realize, and it's the same thing that comes with like the whole statue debate of like, yeah, um, you know, in the States, it's like the ones like Columbus for us, it's statues of John A. MacDonald. Um, is there's sort of the like seal of approval. Yeah. Like, and it's the same thing. We talk about this with some of our vendors, right? It's one thing if a person shows up and walks around, it's another if they have a booth, yeah, because it means they've been approved by the organizers. Yeah. Right. Same with the statues. It's like the, you know, approval and the monumentalizing and the. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's if they're marching, it's, yeah, showing this seal of approval in a way that directly contradicts what our um, friends of color are telling us. Yeah. And what our disabled friends are telling us. And like, just not listening. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, and like, it's not even like the conversation is trying to be had you know I know it's yeah there are people who are like bringing awareness to stuff like this and like speaking on stuff like this and you know like we're still talking about it we yeah like we Paige and I were talking about this this morning because we have done like had some really great uh partnerships and stuff with some really wonderful allies Mm -hmm. and even had conversations with like certain members of the community who also are in the police and who are just like so intent on not listening yeah like they will talk about oh well we need to build bridges and all this and i'll be kind of explaining some of the things that need to happen for that or like why people might be reticent and just trying to give them some context because you know they're allies like they're they're wonderful but obviously they're not going to have the same perspective exactly and so I was trying to, yeah, like educate and call in, which is what we try to do whenever we can. Um, and like, they were just so focused on, like, they were so determined not to listen. It was yeah. like talking to a brick wall. And I'm like, you are such an amazing ally in every other way. Why, Why is, is this, this conversation like- such a non-starter for you? Yeah. Um, which is a genuine question. I'm like, we have talked about so many other things and you've been so like open and wonderful. Like why for some of these people yeah, is it such a non-starter? Yeah. And part of me is wondering if it's like the propaganda we see on TV or if it's, you know, that they've fed into sort of a liberal, like, um, you know, thin blue line between us and anarchy. And like, mm-hmm. um, if it's that kind of stuff or if it's like, oh, my uncle is a police officer and he's a nice person. Right. Yeah um which I'm not saying all cops are mean bullies it's we're talking about a system and people who uphold a system yeah yes yeah and I yeah so I wish also allies would be more open just listening absolutely to what people are asking and what people are saying well and when you're having those conversations with the minorities who are being directly affected like you also need to check your privilege and if you don't understand that you need to realize that the lack of understanding of where they're coming from is a huge area of privilege for you yeah um because yeah that that's just like the thought that is so like ringing in my head right now is like if like don't be performative if you're if you're saying that you want to do the things yeah do them have the conversations listen um you know just like engage in the way that these people and organizations are wanting to engage and educate you in yeah and like I think yeah like you said we really need to listen to the people who are still being actively hurt absolutely um but also we've been talking a lot about allyship this month we do like 
for the most part, we're able to push off doing education until like July. Um, mm. But sometimes, you know, with schools or parent groups, like we'll still do it in June. Like we're not going to say no. Um, but there's been a lot of conversations about allyship. And like one of the really big things is that it's not about you. Yeah. Um, and just part of being an ally is the ability to take critique without getting defensive and feeling personally attacked because that's yeah. not what it is critique critique <laughs> critique yeah can be very very beneficial if you can like take the time and like the effort to step back and just like check yourself yeah. you know like even the people who do get angry at certain allies like you might have a young person who like is at the end of their rope like has tried to have this conversation so many times with other people and they yeah. might be getting frustrated at you know, you and saying like, why do you allies always do this? Blah, 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 blah. And even then, like I said, that's about all the other people that came before you who were not amenable, who yeah. did not listen. So like, just kind of taking that second to step back and say, Hey, like, this isn't about me. I am just the straw that broke the camel's back. Kind of. Exactly. Um, you know, I am the two dozenth conversation that this well, person has had and yeah. they're so used to not being listened to that they're now just kind of assuming that they won't be exactly and that's where some repairs have to come like I was talking about um yeah like I was talking with someone about building bridges between queer youth and police mm -hmm. um because they didn't want them to you know go out to the world and think that they can't call for help right um that was their whole thing which I like it's a nice thought but I was trying to kind of explain things that need to happen Totally. Um, and they were only focused on things that the queer community needs to do and not the things that, and not listening to the other side of it. And the fact that there are certain people and certain laws and kind of the way our system is, that's still doing active harm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And it's like we said with critique, like if for some reason law enforcement is listening to this, maybe one or two of our parents are like, this is not you saying you were a bad person it's saying like, hey, this system hurts a lot of people yeah, and a lot of members of our community. And we need to be really cogent of that. We need to be really like pay attention and be willing to learn. And like, I feel like the through line of this is please just listen. Yeah. <laughs> listen and learn. And, you know, if you're engaging in these conversations, have like the capacity to make the changes that you want to learn about. Yeah. Like- and and not to say that, like, everything needs to be done with intention or motivation or meaning. Like, you can, maybe you're just listening to this podcast for fun. Uh, but, you know, like, if if anything that we're saying is kind of sitting with you or resonating with you, like, yeah, we're not the only people having these conversations. We're not the only people talking about this. Or even if it's making you feel a little bit defensive, I would yeah, sort of not challenge you, but kind of encourage you to dig a little deeper yeah and try ask to figure out where and it's ask coming why from. yeah totally right like we a lot of us get like really gut reactions to things yeah um which makes it really easy for us to just throw walls up and not listen um but yeah I would always encourage you to kind of look at where those reactions are coming from totally and be like specific fears or insecurities or things that are motivating them yeah well and even if you are able to to do that even being able to like really like hear where the other side of whatever your yeah. beliefs are coming from yeah but that just draws back to like the 
listen. Please just listen. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. I feel like it's, yeah, a solid through line. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. I just, I feel like there's been such a long history, especially in the pride movement of people who look like, I mean, a little bit less page, but people who look like me, um, really speaking over. Yeah. Like, I feel like white queers and especially like, um, white gays have kind of made it very like single issue, right? Like it's like how you get, you know, the gays for Trump ones or whatever, who are just so like indoctrinated. And I'm not like equating them. It's just kind of a further extenuation Mm -hmm. um this is all gonna be very like stream of consciousness so if you i was gonna warn you but we're also like 20 minutes in so you've probably figured that out by now Uh, (laughs) but like some people are just so very single issue right and they're like oh well i can get married now so that's kind of where my activism ends but there are still so many other yeah issues happening like the way that our trans community especially our kids are being targeted right now like yeah that's kind of where we get into the whole pride as a protest. Like there are still things that need to be done and ways that our community and our most vulnerable in our community are being targeted. And we're seeing this really concerning trend among some people who are very, like, I saw this post that summed it up so well. It was this gay person was like you know we were so close we were so close to getting rid of like homophobia and blah blah blah. and then these fucking trans people had to ruin it for everybody and it's this thing that marginalized communities have done for ages of like throwing sort of the most societally unacceptable under the bus for the sake of self-preservation yeah but once those people are gone you're still part of the marginalized community you are still not accepted Mm -hmm. Just because you're better than, say, trans people doesn't mean that these people are going to like you once they're done focusing on the trans community. Yeah. Like, if you say, like, oh, we've gotten rid of all of trans people's rights. What's next? What's next is your rights, my friend. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's why we need to be a fucking community. Yeah. A united front if you will right yeah and there's so many people trying to separate us like with the whole lgb thing or like with yeah you know gays and lesbians versus bi and pan people and like there's just yeah. so many different ways that people try to just divide our community and we can't let them yeah exactly we can't let like we fight too hard to let them. i know yeah <laughs> like we we fight too hard to let them yeah exactly Paige. Yeah. like we have more in common than we do different. Yeah, absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there were no thoughts, no plans. Well, there were a lot of thoughts, but there were no plans for this episode. So yeah, if it's a little bit, it's a little soapboxy. It's how I'm feeling. We're going to a counter protest tomorrow um, in support of queer kids. Um, so we're a little fired up. Yeah, just um, a for our friends who are in the Edmonton area who have some time tomorrow. Oh, actually, no, this is going to come out later. So hopefully it went oh, really yeah. well. True. I mean, I get. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about it on the next episode. I'm sure we'll talk about it on the next I'm episode. Sure we'll have stuff to um, <laughs> yeah, this will come out the day after that happens. So it hopefully will. everything went well, and Westlock has a beautiful crosswalk, and all the kids had a great time. Yeah. And I'm just kind of manifesting that. Yes, um, we are definitely manifesting because that. all of us adults have taken a very like fight someone pick on someone your own size, 
we're ready um, and we're gonna just make like a wall around these kids against protesters just so they can have their crosswalk and have a nice time and be shown that there are adults who will fight for them and support them absolutely i think our kids are really scared right now i mean i don't need to say our I think, kids I know. are very yeah scared right i've now. spoken to them yes. like they're we have met with them one-on-one and yeah very directly and like heard their thoughts and concerns and what they're experiencing yeah. and uh I mean, the, y'all know Alberta just had an election. Yeah. Um, a specific person was elected who has said some wild shit about trans kids. Um, yeah. So the kids are getting it. They're getting it. They're hearing it from politicians. They're seeing it on the news. They're getting they're it. They're hearing directly. it from, sometimes from their own families. Um, and they're really scared. And we want to show them that their adults are here. But I actually had... A, perform- a drag performer that I was talking to point out something that kind of made me stop um, the other day is they said that they were turning 30 which in this community makes them a queer elder yeah and I thought well I know a lot of queer people that are like 30 or over and I thought holy shit our kids are going to get elders mm-hmm. which Paige and I didn't really have <laughs> so the 2021 census came out and it's the first time it took into account like trans and non-binary people um and trans and non-binary people over 65 is i think like less than 10 percent yeah like it's it's very very small and a lot of people are coming out now that they're older but like we i think the thing that drives it home have you seen that picture of the san francisco gay men's choir oh is that the one where they're wearing like black and white yes yes so they're I think like it was like a 150 person choir yeah um and there were seven of them in white shirts who were original members and then all of the ones in black shirts were new members replacing people who had died of AIDS yeah so like we did see that didn't get elders yeah because there just weren't really many left uh but now our kids are yeah we're gonna fucking fight for them yeah we are <laughs> we even, are we even have if been, i have to will physically fight to take back alberta people i'm not good at fights but i'll i'll be know. there don't worry yeah page page will be there <laughs> you can fence them <laughs> <laughs> i just roll up to the pride of being with your like, foil oh my god please do oh my god no i'm no. gonna i'm gonna be armed but i'll be armed with resources oh my god Sorry, and maybe that was terrible. and maybe bear mace <laughs> maybe bear no mace. i'm just kidding that's not actionable um yeah i'm not bringing right? my bear mace please don't arrest me <laughs> well, like i said we'll be armed with resources yes <laughs> knowledge is power right something like that so our fists um <laughs> But only if they start it. If it comes to it. Yeah. No, we're yeah. not going to fight people. We're just going to protect kids. Exactly. We're... However we need to. We're a lot of talk. <laughs> well, you're a lot of talk. I'm a lot of talk. <laughs> yeah. No. It'll... No. Uh, I'm, I'm I also big words to yell at people and that scares them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you are very intimidating. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a vibe. Um, I cultivate. <laughs> I've worked hard. Like, if I was one of them, I wouldn't fuck with you. Yeah. Yeah. Scrunchy yeah. and all. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. No, maybe I'll be sans scrunchy so I won't look like a 12-year-old. 
Just all glitter instead. Yeah. Because you wouldn't have washed your hair before. Hey, I looked like such a professional business person at the conference on Saturday. I believe it. I wore like my green blazer and I had like white, like very 70s boots on, like not go-go boots, but like one person audibly gasped when they saw my boots and they had to walk up and say how much they love them. But yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What else are we going to talk about? I mean, basically it was just kind of a debrief. Yeah. A pride recap. Yeah. Like- yeah, on the good side, I had some really amazing conversations. We brought a lot of joy to our kids. They, like, and this is, like, not just Pride, because, like, we did, like, a Pride week of yes. events. Yeah. Um, and, like, the stuff that I was involved with, like, the kids were genuinely so happy. Um, yeah. And Pride Month has been a lot, and it's been stressful, and it's been some late hours. Uh, but seeing the joy that it's brought yeah. our kids, just like, it makes it also worth it. And the it, confidence. You know? Absolutely. Like the confidence. Like, so yeah. So we- yeah. There's okay. one thing we did that we yeah. didn't advertise because it was going to get us in a lot of trouble with certain people. Yes. Um, for safety reasons. For we- safety reasons. We did a drag workshop for some of our kids. Um, we had three really amazing performers who like, yes. I'm such a big fan of. I, I was so that. excited oh when God. they said they would be um taking part and so like they did a makeup tutorial and brought like wigs and stuff and like um did performances dress like, up outfits yeah like, boas that like two feather. we had two little kings that did bad to the bone um yeah like they just had so much fun and there was like a couple of them that the second they put on like the wigs and stuff just they they like, like literally transform yeah like some of them are really reserved and they just had these huge smiles and they were up like performing and like the smiles and the confidence yeah and, like it was a small group it was just like a small intimate yeah. setting um but we wanted that to like really cultivate you know like a comfortable yeah. environment and like like becca just mentioned like the the kids that we see who showed up and i was like oh interesting I didn't like take this to be your cup of tea um and yeah they like got into the makeup they got into the outfit they got into the wigs and just like literally like different people um it was probably like one of the most wholesome things I've ever seen yeah um and that I mean in my work experience is not really saying a lot but like (laughs) still make like it means a lot to me you know no it Um, was yeah yeah that one was great we had prom uh which only a couple there was only like one dumping that happened and like one rejection but everybody else it was great had a great time yeah uh but i mean it's not a problem yeah it was really (laughs) hot um because it was like a sort of second floor hall and it was really hot and a bunch of the kids by the end like were just playing mafia out back on the grass in their formal wear and like when they were leaving all of the kids who saw the kid who was leading the game of mafia like everybody thanked that kid oh they were like gosh. thank you for doing the mafia yeah. game. that was so much fun and like i was outside at that point just like helping people get into their rides safely yeah um and i was just like everyone is thanking this kid I like know. this is so cute <laughs> it was so wonderful they had the theme was cottage core and they all like a bunch of them showed up with like little mushrooms in their hair or like one of um, our kids had like a mush a mushroom like boutonniere on yes their lapel like oh, all kinds yeah like it was really cute we did a two-spirit night um with like bannock and button making and our friend ray from where the rivers meet yeah um who is now like my favorite facilitator i'm kind of obsessed with her um even better yeah and she's gonna come do training for our staff and our board um 
mid-July, um, which I'm so excited for. Cause yeah, I learned so much and it really like shifted my view. Totally. Cause yeah. like, so two spirit is an umbrella term, right? Um, it's kind of a term used by people while they reconnect with their culture and their language. Mm-hmm. Um, because the role of, you know, two spirit people was different nation to nation. Um, but they all had, you know, ceremonial and cultural roles and were like really highly valued and respected. And you see some of the translations and it really kind of puts a fine point to it. Like one of them basically translated as goddess. Yeah. And another one was like instructed by the moon. Right. Like, yeah, I know I've, I've heard the phrase, you know, transphobia and homophobia were tools of colonization, but I don't think it really set in. Yeah, totally. Until that. So that was a really great experience. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds like it. Yeah. Also, I went home and made bannock with the recipe that I learned from Colleen and it was really good. Ooh, even better. Yay. Nice. <laughs> um yeah, no, it's it's been a whirlwind, but yeah. like it's been a good whirlwind yeah yeah do you have like any specific queer joys that you have not mentioned not outside of the fact that I'm just like relieved to be at the end of this month yeah um it was great it was so much fun um like we did so much cool shit that like I've never gotten to do before in like a professional capacity uh that was just like so cool and fun and like so much work but so much reward at the same time like it was all very and not to say that like people only do things to get things out of them but like with the amount of energy with the amount of energy and resources and money that we poured into the events that we did like it's it's nice to get that little take back from it as well yeah so yeah I and I think like I don't know I had a really like really 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 good conversation with my little brother about it and he something that he basically said was like uh for those of you who don't know my little brother is trans as well um and he's been out for like quite a long time now like I don't want to get it wrong but I would like guesstimate between like six to eight years like at least um and I've only been out for two um and something that he said that like really stuck with me was basically like you uh were such like a safe and supportive and caring and loving and like non-judgmental person for me that like to get to see you do that for other youth who are going through what I went through makes me really happy for them that they have you and I was just like a mess of puddles I was like you just stop talking like Uh, my head's gonna blow up I'm gonna just sit here sobbing um and so like just you know wholesome wholesome shit like that if you think Sheldon sounds like a cool person you should listen to our episode yes um where we talk about fashion yeah that one was really fun yeah also my brother is the coolest so. yeah it's a very cool you know? old person yeah um <laughs> I got to facilitate a workshop over the weekend um oh. it went so well nice we had so I don't like getting up on like a stage and just talking at people for an hour and a half yeah. I like it being very conversational um and we did we had a really great conversation like I started off like, cause it was about the problems facing queer youth. Right. And then like, since that would be a huge bummer, I talked about like allyship and things we, that we can actively do. Yeah. Um, even as queer people, cause there were quite a few queer people in the totally. audience. Um, yeah, we had a really amazing conversation, but there were these two grandmothers there okay, um, nice. who, Love it. Um, you know, had been married for years and years and years. And 
they, you know, we talk a lot to people who are like, you know, we're lesbians, but our kid just came out as trans and we don't know how to support them. You know, if they had been gay, we would have been on it, but like, yeah, the trans thing is different. Um, and this woman, her, their grandchild, um, had just come out as trans and was like, how do I convey to her that I am a safe person that I know about some of this stuff? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah and so we had like a really amazing conversation with the whole group like some participants were giving other participants advice it was amazing I love um it. so yeah oh, and then afterwards such... she like came up and gave me a hug and like we were all like it's so nice to see a grandmother totally yeah yeah oh I love it yeah. oh that's so wholesome so yeah yay um that's fine somebody just came in hello hi okay brief but very nice little interruption there um we just I guess thank you for joining us yeah we hope you all had a wonderful safe validating joyful pride month um now is time for wrath um <laughs> we'll just work our way through the sins i don't know what's august sloth maybe i think sloth would be good for august I, after pride and wrath like i, I need a nap <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i like it um but yeah thank you for joining us we hope you had a lovely lovely month um Yeah, be kind to yourself and others, and we'll see you next week. Hopefully now we'll be back on schedule. Bye!